to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 235 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. A slightly tipsy Colin. He's in a good mood. He's he's, 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 <laughs> he's on the way already. <laughs> a couple, couple, couple of beers um, yeah, in, in the making tonight. It was out, out for the number of good lady and we had a few a few drinks um, on, on the way and on the way home as well. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm loosened up. And... Bold going out on a Thursday <laughs> night, on a school night. Absolutely insane. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm not a man who can do that anymore. Uh, no, uh, I, as long as you I think as long as you have like, re- limited to three or four beers, you're okay, I think. Okay, Hope, you'll be hopefully, functional. I'll tell you to, ask, well, ask tell you tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, tell us tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you will get a different yeah. answer, but yeah, if yes. you're okay just now. <laughs> what are you drinking now then? Um, I'm on vodka now. Um, I was going to buy a really fancy wanky beer and I thought I was in the west end of Glasgow um, on Byers Road. Um, anyone that doesn't know Glasgow, Byers Road is like the kind of horticulture of, of Glasgow almost. Um, yes. and, and I thought there'll be a beer shop in Byers Road that I can buy a really fancy bottle of beer and impress Richard with and there wasn't. There must be surely in Byers Road. That does not. That, that is that Purple not Hippo or something not on Byers Road? The, nope. No. No, none, none at all. I walked from top to bottom to find a bottle of beer to impress you with, and I could not that find that. Seems that seems insane. I'm drinking a, a pint of vodka. Which does concern me a little bit. <laughs> but I'm, I'm okay, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in a happy place. We're fine. That's good. We're um, in a happy place. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking one from the London Beer Factory, and it's Ooh. called Street Life. So it's I think it would probably go quite well on Bar's Road. It looks very kind of cosmopolitan. I like that. Can, that yeah. That's pretty, pretty cool can. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And they've got cool logo as well, LBF. I like that. Yes. LBF. Um, so I'm drinking that. It's a pale ale. It's, I'll be honest with you, it's quite generic, but nice on a Thursday night. Nothing nothing too spectacular, but no, it's nice. It's it, it's is, refreshing. Is it, is it a strong? No, 4.2. It, oh, it says Child's Play. You could have Child 10 play. the names, sir, and, and go I'll be fine. Tomorrow. I'll be, be fine. fine. <laughs> um, no, but it is very refreshing on Thursday. It's, it won, it'd be a good one on a Friday night after you finish work, just to sort of just ease yourself out of the the work, the work life. Um, so I'm having that tonight. Um, cool. Yeah, so we've got lots of, I've actually got lots to talk about tonight. We'll start with the sad news, which I think we'll probably both want oh, to discuss. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah, I think yeah. it was on Tuesday morning, I woke up um, and to the news that <gasps> director, Ivan. producer, writer... Ivan Reitman had passed away at mm-hmm. 75 years old, which yeah. I, I didn't realize he was older. 75. I mean, it, it does seem, I know he's, it's not, he's been making around for a long fucking time, dude. He has, long, yeah. Long time. Um, so obviously, director of, you know, Dave and of, what was it? What was it? Meatballs, Stripes. Meatball. Um, I, I was a big fan of, I was a fan of Evolution. I was, going to, I was going to lead up to the big one, which obviously. Oh, right. So, was, sorry yeah. if, I, if I shot my load yeah. too early and, and he gave was, it all away. <laughs> <laughs> he was the fifth member, essentially, of the Ghostbusters crew. You know, he was the, the helmsman of both Ghostbusters films. Um, essentially, turned Bill Murray into a star based on stuff in Stripes and um, yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, probably say Stripes was probably Bill Murray's Springboard. I would say rather that was his, that was his coming out stripes. party. Yeah. He'd done SNL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stripes was a big kind of like a step from SNL to that, mm-hmm. and then Ghostbusters took him into the absolute like stardom, mega star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, absolutely. So, not only that, he's produced it as well, done films like Up in the Air, Road Trip, and he also produced a couple of LA Cronenberg films, um, Shivers and Rabbit. I don't know if you knew they ones. Um, yes, I've seen, I've seen both Shivers both. and Rabbit. Yes, oh. I have. Um, that's early, early so right, means Canadian, Cronenberg's Canadian, so obviously there's some sort of kinship there, maybe you know, working in the Canadian film industry, that's where they gone. But more than that, it was just, I thought, really sad, because every time I saw him speak, you know, um, he always seemed a really nice guy, he seemed a very lovable guy, in terms of, like, he seemed to have a lot of time for people, um, and he spoke very intelligently about film. 
Um, he never, you know, and I've done I've got a couple of movies with him where he does like the director's commentary on them and always mm. seem very likable and exceptionally knowledgeable about film. So yeah. it feels a really sad, a sad loss. What surprised me was um because obviously when when people you know they pass away and you kind of go sniffing to see, you know, what, what have they done and stuff for that. And I was surprised that his body of work it's not for a directorial I'm talking about here, yes. it's not massive. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's he, not. Had, he had a big run sort of like the the eighties into the sort of the nineties, but then after that it's very sporadic. Like he did, yeah. like he did yeah. I think one of the only films he'd done in the sort of late to, or the early two thousand was Evolution, which I thought mm-hmm. was a phenomenal film. And I think his last film might have been Draft Day, I think, the one with Kevin Costner. Costner I haven't seen. It's um, not a comedy by any stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that film. He did one as well. I think it was Super X Girlfriend. That was sort of the last sort of major swing. It's sort of like the big trying to recapture that Ghostbusters, the yeah. Ghostbusters magic. Um, but no, I mean at the, for Ghostbusters, he'll live like sort of in the, the Hollywood, you know, in film stardom forever. You know, doing you know yeah. being the director of Ghostbusters. But they also have done like Dave is a great movie. I think Dave's an underrated, an under, underrated real classic. Ooh. You know, that's like controversial. I've never, I've, I've never seen Dave, but I know that it's one of the most fucking divisive movies I've ever read. I about. like Dave. It, it, it's love or hate. There's no, there's no middle ground with Dave. You either fucking think Dave's good or you think Dave's yeah. the biggest pile of shit ever. He also did Twins as well. I love Twins. You love twi- I thought you loved Twins. Kindergarten Cop as well. Kindergarten Cop. Love that as well. Yeah, um, massive, massive fan of that. He also did Nine Months, which I managed to catch the end of recently on the TV. And Nine Months is one of the most insane endings of a film. In a it's just like Arnie is in like drag at one point, pretending to be a woman in a like a shelter. I've never seen that film where <laughs> Arnie's having a baby. Yeah, Arnie's having a baby I've, in it, and I've it never... like to hide him. They put him in like a sort of women's shelter, and he's got to go in like basically in drag to be like a mask. He pretends to be like sort of like a East German shop putter to try and like hide in like plain sight. It's insane, and it's. Do you think anyone but Reitman could have got Schwarzenegger in drag? That's. Well, uh, Arnie seems game for a lot of things, and maybe, but I think he trusted Reitman. That's what I got from me. He trusted yeah. Reitman, um, yeah. especially something like Twins, where he could have easily been the butt of the jokes in Twins. Yeah. Um, but the jokes were very much with him rather than, yeah. um, you know, at him. Playing, playing on him, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, um, definitely. And that's what I feel um, I got for Reitman as well. He, he seemed the guy who he never sacrificed story for spectacle. He always the sports story was always most important to him. He also made sure he got the best out of who he was working with. You know, a lot of people um, say, hard question to answer, but he, he, his best film stripes are Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Do you think so? I can't. You um, can't see past Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is it's such a monument. It's Ghostbusters so good. We talked about it when we were talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm. Ghostbusters is so good because it's completely intangible. What he what made that film special, it can't be captured again. They've tried to do it twice. They've been generally, I think, not bad attempts at it since. You know the you know the the, the answer the call and the most recent Afterlife film, but mm. they don't mm. capture the vibe of what the Ghostbusters was. And I think a big part of that, obviously, the cast phenomenal. The writers wrote a great script. But there's a lot to do with what um, Reitman captures and sort of how he gets his performances out and how much he gives his character to to, to have the moment. Um, and no, I, I think Ghostbusters is by far his. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of Stripes. I think I, I kind of Stripes is one that I probably seen when I was a teenage boy. Do you know what I mean? And and that's maybe, the right way. Yeah, possibly Ghostbusters. I, I totally. I mean, Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. Do you know what I mean that that's you can't mm-hmm. you know. You, you can't see anything other than you know it's fucking Ghostbusters as it is what it is. It's a phenomenon. Do you know what I mean? It still uh-huh. is, and it will. They'll be making Ghostbusters films in twenty years' time. Do you know what I mean? They're like fucking my grandkids will watch a Ghostbusters movie. Do you know what I mean? I suspect. Uh-huh. Um, but that Stripes has got something for me. I think it's maybe just that rawness. It's like you know, like Murray's, as we were saying, like kind of breakthrough almost. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that. You know, you, 
fucking Harold Ramis is in there and John Candy and stuff like that. And I don't know, Stripes got it, he, it appeals to 14 year old Colin, I think. Amazingly, he made like to make Bill Murray a star is one thing. Bill Murray's got charisma to bum, so you can understand why he's a star. But he made Harold Ramis a legitimate star at one point, you know. Uh, yeah, bona fide acting, you know. Yeah, funny. like genuine star. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, you know, put him in the lead of like uh-huh. stripes or the Colian stripes and Ghostbusters yeah. and all that. He's like, uh-huh. he made Harold Ramis into something probably Harold, even Harold Ramis did not really kind of expect. Yeah, and I wonder how much Ramis picked up from Reitman as well as a director. I wonder, yeah. As well, I mean, he must have took a lot of knowledge, I mean, from his experience and and applied that to his body of work as well, which which shows, I think, as well. Yeah, but very sad, I think. When people you loved as a a kid, and it's weird what I would say as well, Reitman is a director who I, I knew from a very early age, like I knew the name. Ivan Reitman, mm-hmm. like a sort of, it became yeah. an important name to me, and um, I, I knew yeah. who he was. So I would look out for his films. So much so when like his son started directing, yeah, actually, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm intrigued by his work because of you know who his dad is, you know, and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's always kind of sad when somebody who you've got such a sort of a kin, not a kinship, but a sort of love for from being a kid sort of yeah. pass away. It feels like you know it, 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 it hits it's a little a bit harder. Of, a wee part of your youth that's yeah. going to go on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, um, just quickly before we wrap up on this part, um, I didn't realise um, Andy, who sometimes does a podcast with his girlfriend, Slovakian, mm-hmm. she informed me that he was born in Slovakian. I had no idea. I, I did not know that until she took Because she's Slovakian, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, if you said to me, name one famous Slovakian, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. But yeah. never do, never do. No, but no, yes, he was born in Slovakia. That, um, that was interesting, yeah. So yeah, so I think I think his family escaped at a very young age to Canada, um, but I'm pretty sure his grandfather and things like that. But or he's, I, I think his dad was definitely sort of in the ghettos and the camps and stuff like that during World because he was born because Raymond was born in '46, so yeah, his father would have been you know of the right age to be in the Jesus Christ, in the proper yeah, shit, you know. And I don't Eastern I Europe was not treated particularly well during World War Two. I think we can you know definitely we can, not. So very sad. Iron Reitman passed away at seventy-five years old. Like you said, not an extensive directing body of work. Like it's, it's a good body of work, but the, what he, what does stand out is some absolute one hundred percent five-star it, classics it's in there. Def- defining material that stands yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so RIP, Ivan Reitman. Yes, um, very sad. On to some non-cinema viewing. Have you, have you watched anything of interest at home this week? Oh, oh, I have. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> so have I. But, I want to mention to you as well. First one I want to cover very briefly because I've not even rated it in IMDb because I was like, meh. Um, it's one called The Fear Factor and it's currently shown on Sky. Is that a show? Um, Is that a movie? Yeah, it's a four-part four part um, show, okay. series um, starring Josh Hartnett. Um, I've seen as, the trailer for it, but I've not actually watched it yet. Yeah, so it's based on a novel by, oh God, here we go again, Thomas Harris. Not Silence of the Labs or the other Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Harris. Yeah, or Thomas Harris, I believe. I think I could be wrong. Um, basically, this guy um, invents a computer algorithm um, that works out that, that that kind of shares and stuff like that can all be predicted based on fear. Um, so you know, if people are scared, they'll, they'll invest or not invest in certain things. So he develops a computer algorithm that can predict that, and it makes millions and millions and millions of pounds. Um, it becomes not quite self-aware, but to the point of where it starts to collapse the world economy because it's so good at what it does. Um, and he starts to believe that it's starting to kill him. So he's like, house gets broke into, stuff gets bought under his name and stuff like that. Somebody attacks him because he sent emails to this person saying, I want you to attack me and mm. set me up and stuff like that. Um, and it slowly but surely <coughs> unfolds from there. Um the premise itself was really interesting. I'm quite into that kind of stuff, but the execution, unfortunately, wasn't wasn't great. Um, 
out with Hartnett, there wasn't a massive cast that I really knew of. Hartnett was like the kind of big, big name in it. Aye, so it feels um, a little bit like he's definitely he's raising the boat essentially. You know, he's it's all yeah, relying on yeah. him. And and I'm a big fan of Josh Hartnett. I, I really like Josh Hartnett a lot. I think he's a good actor. He's got good range and he shows it in this. But just the, the kind of cast and and the script and the writing doesn't quite hold up. Um, and it starts off quite strong for the first two episodes. You're quite kind of invested in what's going on, and and it, but the last episode, it just you know it it kind of just ends with a squib rather than a bang. Yeah, sorry, it's not called Fear Factor. It's called Fear Index. Fear Index, sorry, the Fear yes, Index, yeah. The fear Index. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I watched that, um, which I, I kind of stepped into it halfway through the first episode because Lorraine was watching it and it was one of those ones where I was like, what's this? And then before I knew it, I was three episodes in and hooked and stuff like that. But um, I, if I was you say to, as well, it is a 2011 novel by the British Robert Harris, not American Robert Harris. Right. So we get very confused with this. We've yes. had this conversation. I think this Robert Harris... Science of Lambs has only done the Science of Lambs. He's done like Manhunt, Science of Lambs, and Hannibal. I think as as about it. He's not done much else. Who, it. who done who done the Thirteen Warrior? Or it's, it's not Thirteen Warriors, Michael it's Crichton. Called, that's Crichton, isn't it? Yeah, Crichton, yeah, yeah, that's Crichton done that. Yeah, but um, it kind of worth a watch for. As I said, the, the, the concept is really good. Um, Hartnett is as always charismatic, and watchable. He's 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 a, easy on the eye. Do you know what I mean good actor? The man can act and knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah, it just kind of loses loses track. Um, you know, way way too early, and by the end of it, you, let, you know, this this is a bit of a mess. So it's a four part. I'm assuming every episode is about fifty minutes long. About that, yeah, yeah. If you made it into a two hour movie, would you have been a bit, a lot happier? It would have made an excellent ninety minute film, quite yeah. quite comfortably with a bit of kind of smart editing, um, clever scripting. It would have been a possibly, you know, a, a really big big kind of box office hit um, but it would not have been a box yes. office hit but it may have done better well I don't, I don't know Hart, is Hartnett a box office draw no. no no not anymore not anymore oh when, when was his last big hit Pearl Harbor do you think that ruined him it ruined him but that's I mean I don't think Josh Hartnett can can open a film let's say that I think he's more of a guy you won't have in your film but he's not going to open a movie for you no he had his moment when people were trying to make him the sort of the next big thing it never really came together yeah yeah, 30 days a night, stuff like that, was when they were kind of pushing, 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 and then it never worked. I think yeah. the last thing I seen him in, other than this, was possibly Penny Dreadful, which yeah. was a good few years ago as well. Yeah. Um, which is a shame, because I, I do think he's, he's, he's a... He's a good actor, actor, but he's not leading man. Yeah. Same like, it's like Colin, Far- Colin Farrell is a great actor, but he's not leading man. Mm. You know, yeah. the, the leading men who are, they're, they're not, they're sort of be secondary actors, second in the call sheet, but cuss with movie star good looks. Yeah. Um, yeah, good show, actually. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. But um, probably worth a watch. I mean, it is an interesting premise. I mean, and it does get you thinking, and it is quite possibly plausible, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, especially in the light of the, you know, the bank collapses 10 years ago and stuff yeah. like that. You know, it is like, you know, this this shit could happen. Um, like that. Um, it doesn't go full fucking Terminator. Do you know what I mean? Self realization and Skynet's taking over the world. It doesn't kind of push. Push those yeah. boundaries, but um, worth a watch um, for, for the premise and for Hartnett on his own, but could have been better. Okay. Um, I will mention two that I watched this week. Um, so, normally I don't mention old films because normally I, I rank stick to the newer stuff to keep it interesting, but I mm. did rewatch, or I think I might watch it even for the first time, a film called Chain Reaction. Have you ever seen Chain Reaction? Who, Ken Reeves? Keanu Reeves, Chain Reaction, alongside Rachel Weisz and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It's 
possibly one of the most early, like sort of late nineties movies you've seen for a long time. It's it's very much in that vibe of that action movie, but utterly forgettable. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, it has the same plot as Naked Gun Two: A Smell of Fear, only it's played serious. Serious, right? It's like a guy who's invented something that will basically mean that cars can run on water rather than run on petrol, and it's a petrol. And if you try to shut this guy down to make sure he doesn't reveal how this can be done, I'm thinking. Okay. Like Naked Gun, it's all about solar power, possibly or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's something like that. Yeah, Yeah, but it's something along those lines. Um, So basically, it's the same premise as Naked Gun, but it's done from, uh, it's done serious. Um, It's quite odd to see like very young Keanu, um, even younger looking Rachel Vice, some very dodgy CGI um, and explosions, and Morgan Freeman chomping a cigar throughout all of it. Um, Also, Brian Cox is in it, rocking an accent that falls somewhere between, you know, Boston and Dundee, um, it sort of it, it wavers, <laughs> it wavers back Which and forth. Strange because Cox is a good actor. This, they can yeah, this, this, seems, this seems early on, knowing his career. Maybe maybe yeah. hanging in America too often and stuff like that. But he's definitely he's an accent. <laughs> the few t- most of the time he, he's fine, but then he starts getting angry, and all of a sudden it just it, you can imagine him shouting on the terraces at Tannadice. You know, when you start hearing it sort of like it, sort of wondering a little bit. But, um, <laughs> for it was, it's very disposable '90s action fodder, and I actually I didn't. Dislike, I didn't love it. It's not definitely not yeah. on the top, the, the sort of um, the top level um, action movies of the the nineties that we all enjoy, but not not a bad film. It's on Disney Plus. Just out of curiosity, why did you watch it? I've no idea. I just I was looking for a film to watch on a Sunday night, and I, I needed something that looked, that looked dumb and silly. And um, it's from. Uh, Andrew Davis, who directed The Fugitive. Um, oh, right, and, okay. So yeah. I was like, you know, he's well, got chops, yeah. He's got relative chops, yeah. So I thought, you know what? I can, he'd done Under Siege as well and stuff like that. So I was kind of semi invested in it. So I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll give this yeah. a wee. This would have been longer. when kind of Keanu was becoming massive, yeah. This was kind of run about what would have been at the same time as this for Keanu Reeves. So well, talking I mean, 90s. Before, before, point, before point Break, yeah. I don't know, 96 might have been roughly the same time as Point Break. Yeah, so Keanu, because they'd done like My Private Idaho and stuff like that, Bill and Ted and things like that, so he was known, do you know what I mean? So this this was Keanu's kind of upwards climb to fucking who he is now, do you know what I mean? Like global superstar, now. Keanu Reeves. Oh, this, no, this was, this, was, um, this was Keanu at the height of his um, early power, so he'd done... Right, right. He'd done Point Break in 91, no, sorry, Point Break in 91, Bill and Ted in 91 as well. Private Idaho was 91. Very good 91 mm. for Keanu Reeves. Yeah, um, they done stuff like Much Ado About Nothing, and then he done Speed in 94, Johnny, Johnny Monomic in 95, yeah. Chain Reaction in 96, uh, Devil's Advocate in 97, and The Matrix in 99. Uh, you know, so this, this, yeah, was, this so was definitely... This was cash this was, and on, on, on the names, because Freeman, again, like, would have been pretty big back then as well. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, de- definitely, man. It's a good... It's, 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 Stellar cast. I mean, yeah. the, the cast is amazing. Just not not the best film to, to put him in. <laughs> I was more intrigued because I was I was assuming Rachel Weisz's first American movie was The Mummy because that's when I that's when I remember seeing Rachel mm. Weisz for the first time was The Mummy. Um, is that your first your first Weisz experience? That's my first Rachel... time of of seeing Rachel Weisz. I can remember like actually noticing Rachel Weisz. Um, I that. remember that. This is really sad. Um, I remember seeing her in Men Behaving Badly. Well, I think really at the time she, she was going out with Neil Morrissey. I think they were they were a, a real life couple at the time as well. Oh um, man, she dodged a bullet, didn't she? I remember seeing her, seeing her there, um, and, and that, and thinking she's fucking good. Who is she? So she was on my radar way before she was on film. Do you know what I mean? I was like, she's she's fucking got something, and 
by God, she did, yeah. Do you think just Neil Morrissey watches his only guy doesn't watch Bond because he, just, he can't bear the thought that his wife's married to Bond now? You think that's, you think that's I, where he's I at? I don't know because I, I don't know why they split up or who he went because I mean, back in the day, back in the back then, Neil Morrissey was quite kind of handsome, he was like the kind of goofy, kind of you know, like, like, kind of dumb, kind of goofy, handsome guy. So he probably done all right for himself as well. I don't imagine him shedding too many tears before he moves on to the next, you know, like, like kind of buxom. Can I make you feel unhappy? I, th- I think you may have a bit, a bit of Mandela syndrome right now. Go on. You know, you know what Mandela syndrome is? Is it when the, the, the spirals round and round? No, my, it's basically when you have a memory that you're, you, you swear is true that but it's there's, not. No, there's no collaboration for it. Um, uh-huh. And something can be like a, a, a whole society can have it at times. But Rachel Vice was not in Men Made Badly. Sure, she was, man. Seriously. She was in The Advocates. She was in Inspector Moss. She was in Scarlet and Black. But she, her IMDb gives us nothing towards um, Men Made in Badly. I'm, I'm going to find this shit. She was, dude. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Off, off, mate, and and shout that I'll fight. I promise, man. She no, I mean, I, I don't just believe you, but just, there is that thing you, you assume someone's in some. No, no I, I, I know. I've, right. I, I've heard of it now. You mentioned, yeah, I know what you mean, but no, I'll find this shit. You find this. Okay. Um, yeah, but no, um, the mummy was my first uh, um, sort of Vice exposure to Richard Vice. I mean, that's ninety nine. So I was only like about fourteen at the time. So. He sparked a, wee, a, a love. A, a wee boy, a wee boy born off of you. Probably, yeah. oh, I mean, have you seen the mummy? She is gorgeous in the mummy. She's, she's oh, absolutely uh-huh. stunning in the mummy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, I know, one hundred percent agree. So, <laughs> so I watched Chain Reaction. The last time I watched was one that you sent me, the one that you gave me. Oh, um, go! Interested now. And that was a film called The Fly Two because I'd watched The Fly quite recently and was once again. Traumatizing, horrified of watching the fly. Um, you sold me the well, you actually bought me, so I can't really moan at you. You did buy my DVD. Um, mm-hmm. you sold the fly too in a big, big way. And um, Eric Stokes yeah. pops up in yeah. it. Who's the female leading it? I'm assuming you were a crush uh, on her at some point. Daphne is the nigger, she's yep. um, it's kind of eight, eight hot. Um, yeah, no, just, nothing after that. Yeah, very attractive women. Um, and also probably had a big kind of maybe a wee bit of a, a time in the 80s, sort of like. Yeah, a bunch of movies yeah. and then sort of just died away. Um, yeah. I think it's not a bad film. I'll put it that way. It's not a terrible movie. It's 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 an okay sequel. Um, nowhere near the interest of the original. Like nowhere even close to the original. It I wasn't think... directed by Cronenberg. So no, it wasn't. Let's put it out there instantly. Yes. So the, 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 to, to fill those boots is it's huge. It's gargantuan task. Um, yeah. I think you have a little bit about this in the same way that I have about um, oh, Jaws two. Like. I love Jaws 2 in a way that is sort of quite upsetting to some people. Um, and I think maybe that's what you've got with the fly. I think you have a... Maybe you saw it at the right age and it sort of it, it's had an impact on you. So maybe you're remembering it through a little bit more rose-tintedness than you would maybe. through um, if you'd actually watched it now. Because it's got a lot... It's just... It's not particularly great. It's it's like... They've obviously not got the budget for what they, um, they wanted to do. So they spent a lot of time just sort of sitting around talking and sort of like looking at stuff on screens but not actually seeing anything. And a lot of like computer yeah. screens just show numbers and stuff like that to try and like get away with the fact they don't have enough budget to Money do what they really want. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's, it's a sequel. It's not a bad sequel. And it has some interesting ideas in it, but um, it, it was all right. It was okay. But it, but, but the dog, man. The, the dog, dog was cute did, and sad did, as well. Did, did, yeah, the dog got me, man. I, I'm sure I've <laughs> shed a few tears over that dog in, in my, my days, man. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty sure I have. It, is, it does feel like one of those films that you might have saw when you were like, maybe if you're like in the right age, 
and mm. you've had a really good memory of it. You never actually watched it again since. I mean, and, I think I'd have probably seen it on the back of the fly originally, yeah. and and kind of really sequenced. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. So so I've probably caught it caught it then, but no, I get it. I've, I've not watched it for about twenty years. So you Aye. could be right. I could watch it tomorrow and think, oh fuck. <laughs> you know, yeah. What, what thing is, there's not a lot happens in it. It's, it's quite a it's quite a, a boringly nothing happens in it kind of film. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really just a lot of like talking in rooms. In fact, it actually has a very similar plot digression the same as like war games actually like they go and they visit the you know, they, they go and visit the old guy yeah, and stuff yeah, like that so it's, actually, it's, it's almost same, similar beats actually to um to war games in a weird way um but again i think i watched that and chain reaction in the same night so i, I had, a, had a very enjoyable night watching well, those that, two that was a proper 90s night so was, 80s and um, was it 90s the fly to um, oh possibly maybe late 80s possibly early 90s it was on the cusp anyway. 89. 89. Right, so, yeah, so it was very 80, 90, 80s, 90s night I had on um, Sunday night. Yeah. Which is like, it is now a time period, isn't it? It's a genre now almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Like 80s, 90s movies have become, you can almost tell when you see them, you're like, yeah, the 80s, 90s, you, you can get it. Do you know what I mean? So, well, I've, yeah. I've been watching Yellow Jackets um, mm, on yeah. TV. I don't know if you've watched it, but it's set in 25 years in the past, which sets it around about 1997. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit! That that's now the past, and a weird way, yeah. like that's now like history. Which is where where we still reside. Yes, in many ways, my mind is still very much in 1997 to 2002. Yeah, um, for me, Pearl Jam are still current. Do you know? What I mean? Yes, I'm like, what's gonna, what's, it's nuts, man. Like it's I can imagine nuts. the kids are going, "Oh, what a retro soundtrack!" And it's like the, at one point they walk into the offspring. I'm going, "That's." That's, that's my music. That's what I listen to I now. Still, it's, yeah, that's I still put that in IMDb and YouTube yeah. and you know if I could Spotify and stuff like right, that. Yeah, so nineties so, yeah, so is now history to everyone. But you no, know, the fly two, I wouldn't recommend everyone watch it, but it's I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed it for what it was. Cool. And now you have it in your collection, sir. I have it in my collection now. Fly yeah, one and fly forever two. Forever and ever. If you ever do get a notion to watch it again, it's there for you. And you know but, myself, Colin, I will take weird notions to watch completely random stuff now and again. So Yeah, such yes. as chain reaction. Um yeah. but the dog, man, the dog's the dog that, was, that's sad. That, that that was that was sad. Touching. Um anyway, let's move on to all cinema stuff. No, 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 no. One more no, to talk about. What the one big one, man, that okay. um that this was last night this happened. Um and I'm surprised that, that I'm kind of talking about it just now and the passion I'm going to bring into this has surprised me even more because I did not expect this at all. So as we mentioned before the podcast, I'm quite a fan of Ireland. So I was doing Ireland last night and I thought, right, what can I watch in the background of Ireland? And I put on Bel Air. Um, oh, the, which, so it's, it's the Fresh Prince, but a gritty remake of the Fresh Prince, it's right? It's a reimagine of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So I put this on. Um, is, he still born no in, is, he, is he still born in West Philadelphia? We'll get to that. Um, okay, so right. I, had, I had no idea at all what I was going to. You know, I'm yeah. thinking Will Smith, big ears, funny, you know, canned laughter, yeah. bag a minute and stuff the like Carlton that. The Carlton dance. The first 20 minutes of this is... Some of the darkest, greatest shit I've seen. Seriously, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, right. So, not not much. No BS spoilers. Carlton snorts drugs. Um, Will is arrested for trying to shoot someone. So Carlton's in Philadelphia. No, no, they're in they're in Bel Air. So they're in Bel Air. No, it starts out in West Philly. So it, I mean, it follows the beats of the show. You know, so right. it starts out. He's he's in West Philly. He gets into trouble playing a basketball game, and then he gets moved over to Bel Air. Because right, okay. you know, he's because he was arrested for 
fucking trying to shoot someone, basically. Right, okay. And he gets moved on. So, I mean, th- this is the first 20 minutes, dude. So, I'm, you know, instantly I'm like, fuck me, dude, this isn't Will Swift. This is not your daddy, is, Fresh Prince. That, no, this is some heavy, heavy, heavy shit. And it, it's really, really jarring because in your head, you, you're looking for something and it's it's the poor opposite of what you're expecting. So, mm. the first 20 minutes jarred me, like, properly. Like, I don't know if, if I want to watch this. I don't know what this is. I don't understand what they're doing with this um, and then click it just happened after about 20 minutes um, so I binged there's only three episodes online I don't know if that's the first season done but I pretty much done my island and binged the first season of Bel Air well, I think maybe that's the way to do it like because if you try and remake it as a comedy you're instantly going to be compared to the original so you're actually you're, yeah. you've got to try and hit the same beats and also it, then it almost feels like you're parodying the, the comedy before so if you mm-hmm. If something is sort of as revered and as loved as something was in the past, for example, Bel Air um, yeah. or anything else that you can talk about, if you're going to remake it, you have to come at it at a different angle. Which, dude, I mean, Which, proper so it makes does. total it's, sense to me. You know, like, why would I you mean, do it if you're not going to do it in a different way? Because if you do yeah. it the same way, it's boring. It's the same thing, yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's got humour in it, but, uh-huh. you know, it, it's not funny. Um, it feels more, is it? Have you watched any of the sort of Riverdale stuff that's on Netflix? No, I've not. I know of it though. It seems like it's like kind of dark, kind yeah. of art teenage jokes. Every everyone's gorgeous, and they're all they're all acting like grown ups, even though they're supposed to be teenagers, and it's all very sort of stylized, and everyone looks very pretty, and it's all very bold. Earlier seems maybe, and it's kind of going for that kind of vein a little bit. Sort of, it's it's in oh, that kind of world. Yeah, but it, it lands, dude, and it surprised me how much. I mean, as you know, I mean, I'm. Work early in the mornings, you know. I'm up at half five in the morning to start work, you know, the, the next day. And I went to bed at half 12 last night because I was just like, you know, I've got to watch the last episode. I was, you know, just like, I finished my ironing and I still had the last episode to go. And I was like, just sitting in the bedroom, just, you know, like glued to this TV, like watching this shit. It's nuts, man. Well, it's going, to be, do- it's going to be 10 episodes. So, right. So there's three out just now and there's more okay. to come. But what is good that they do is they capture the spirit of, I mean, they'll do things. It's not spoilers, but, you know, they don't do the song, right? So don't do not for the song. I know, but what they do do is the, the, the cab driver mm-hmm. um, is Jazz, Jazzy. Um, and he's going He's got that, not the actual, but the character okay, right. is jazzy. But he's got dice number. Do you know what I mean With stuff me. like that? Okay, that's a so okay. there's, there's, you know, they, they kind of bring in lines and stuff like that. But okay. they, they do it visually, so you're kind of, you know, you're like, oh yeah, there it is. Do you know what I mean? So you're like, yeah, they're not giving me the song, but you know, there's a visual reference to that line in the song, stuff like that, which is really, really nice. And Has anyone? Know, Boom, boom, shake the room yet? Um, no, not yet. No. Um, that, that's, that's the only thing there's not. Like I say, dude, you know, there's drug taking, there's, there's violence. Dude, there's N, the N word is dotted all over this, yeah. man. Do you know what I mean? Has um, but, anyone drop kicked anyone off a front doorstep yet? Uh, have they actually? Maybe, possibly. Maybe. I always enjoyed that stuff. I mean, it's, it's violent. It's dark yeah. and gritty, but that's yeah. the thing. Um, and the characters, you know, in love are all still there. But they're not the characters you know and love. They're, they're, they're totally different. You know, they just took these characters and there you go. That that's does it have a kind of almost dope vibe to it? A wee bit actually. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, it's just I, I think that the heart, the, the biggest thing is in looking at online reviews as I've done is people, as, as you said, they're going in expecting the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm. and it's not the Fresh Prince of Bel Air that they're wanting, and and they're like, this is shit, and I'm like. It, 
it's not shy. It's just you know you, you're not going to get Carlton doing the dance. You know what I mean? No, and, but that's that, that's kind of the point. You, like I said, you can't remake stuff just the same. If you remake it just the same, it's pointless to do it. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. when like we talked about Ghostbusters again. If they're remaking the ghost. If they're doing Ghostbusters, don't remake it. You can't capture the magic that made that magic. But if yeah. you want to take the premise and the idea from it and, and put a spin on it. Then I'm kind of okay with that. It's like, it's like comic books, you know. Not every Spider-Man's a Stan Lee Spider-Man. Sometimes it's yeah. you know, it's a different version of Spider-Man. It's still the same character, it, but it's a, it's a new string to the bow of that character, you know. And, and it, it gives it a breath of life that yes, you know, sometimes it needs. So I would say to anyone that's read about this and got reservations, don't jump in. Is it like the first twenty minutes? You will be like, I don't kind of my brain is. Is. Yeah, my brain's confused but you know give it that initial settling in period to realize you're not watching a sitcom for the fucking 80s 90s yeah and you'll you'll get it man it's good it's okay good. i look forward to that one then i i will oh, actually i will I'm, i've been waiting to hear some sort of feedback I'm on this surprised at myself Joey, because like it? It, it was totally just what can i watch on island do you know what i mean and like three and a half hours later i'm sitting there in the bed going i need you know i need to get some sleep you know I'm broken mean? by so it earlier that's how good it is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, can we do movies now? Yes. Yes, let's do some cinema <laughs> stuff. So, first film, we've, all been, we've both I've seen both seen a couple of these films. So the first one we're going to mm. talk about is Uncharted, which is yes. the first adaptation um, from the video game to the movies. Um, after many, many um, starts and stops, of the trying to get this thing off the ground. Do you know who was originally going to be in this film at one point? Oh, who was it? Was it Mark Wahlberg was going to be? Wahlberg was going to play the young version. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to have Robert De Niro playing the Sully uh, character? Yeah, Wahlberg's character, which seemed to be insane. And, and then, then I think... Nathan Pesci Fillion was in it somewhere was, as well? Yeah, uh, I think there was a massive, massive online lobby for Fillion to play the part. Fillion to play it, um, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah which so, ten, 10 years ago, yeah, would have maybe possibly have worked now, no. It's never been a box office draw, Philly, and that's the problem. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. we love him, but he's not a box office draw. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uncharted, directed by Ruben Fleischer, who has done films such as Zombieland One and Two, which I like one of them at least. And yeah. he did Venom, which I don't think anyone liked, but apparently, <laughs> well, but no one of any talent, no one of any grace and opinion liked, but apparently done massive I'd... fucking box office. Didn't mind Venom. I don't think it was a worst movie, but you know, I could just watchable. Venom shit. Yeah. Um, and he did. <laughs> Gangster Squad, which no one liked, but I actually had, had a lot of charm to it. I quite like Gosling, and I, I liked Emma Stone. But it's been long forgotten now for the, the Emma Stone-Gosling film is now La La Land. Everyone remembers that one now. Yeah, yeah. So the plot of this one is basically that you have a young ward who is hooks up with an older treasure seeker. They go hunting mm. the treasure of Magellan and yeah. solving a bunch of puzzles and puzzles, yeah. tricks and such like. At the same time, they've been pursued by baddies who want to steal the treasure for their own and other people who might be friends, maybe a baddies, who knows, but they also want treasure. Everyone wants a fucking treasure. Everyone's, Every, everyone's, everyone's double-crossing double cross each other. Everyone's Every, even friend. the good guys are the bad guys. guys just as I try to get to the um, the treasure. So it's, it's, it's your Indiana Jones, it's your national treasure mixed up with mm. the video game twist. Um, yeah. In the film, you have Tom Holland playing. <laughs> so it's, he plays... What's the name of the Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Drake. Drake. Yep, yep. yep. Marky Mark plays um, Sully. That's uh, yep. the, so the... The kind of older swindler. <laughs> yes. Um, you have the primary bad guy is Antonio Banderas playing the baddie yes. for the second sort of major film in a row. And you have Sophia Ali. She plays the sort of the... Double her friend, and, her friend, her friend in Barcelona. <laughs> 
yeah. And then you have Tatia Gabrielle, who plays sort of like a, an evil henchman, um, yeah. henchwoman, sorry. And you also have a guy doing a, Sc- a Scottish henchman who was from fucking Yorkshire, which really angered what me. Was he? I, I didn't yes. know that. His accent was alright, though. I, I thought it was. His accent was broad and bold. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, he, he but, uh, yeah, but... he's from Yorkshire, apparently. Ah, right. Okay, I didn't know that. The thing is, when he's playing with Yorkshire, then no one in the fans are fucking I know, Yorkshire that, anyway. How many, how many Scottish actors is there that you know that can. Chew stuff, stuff like you know, yeah. Anyway, so he, he's in it. Can't remember the guy's name, but he's in. He pops up in it. He is the only henchman who talks apart from Tatia Gabrielle. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so I'll start with this. I have played it most ten minutes of the video game. So I've, mm. I've came to it from an angle of not really playing that much of the video game. I've never played any of the games at all. Okay. Ever, so you've got a slight edge there. But I think from what I've been hearing, that seems to be if you've not played the video game, you may be a wee bit more positive on this film than people who have not who who are very much in love with the film because I think eh, but love the video game. Um, apparently there's a lot of beats in the video game that just don't get here and just sort of it comes across as people just didn't like the portrayal of the characters in this compared to the video mm. game whereas I thought it was a better than most example of a video game movie adaptation it is by no yeah. means it's by no means great it's, and it's mm-hmm. very predictable at times and, yeah. and it's not as good as what it's trying to emulate i.e. Indiana Jones and National Treasure mm-hmm. but for the two hours it's on it is pretty charming both the lead yeah. actors are charming in it I think Marky Mark can pretty much sleepwalk through these kind of roles now um, sometimes he is sleepwalking through these roles but in this one I think he seems <laughs> relatively engaged in it um, yeah. Holland is pretty game I only would think of, the only thing about Tom Holland is it's he's, he's obviously a very charismatic and enjoyable actor Yeah. out with his Spider-Man films I'm not been overly convinced by any of the films he's made there was the one he done on Netflix. Um, Kerry? It was like the kind of meandering story. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, talking about yeah, yeah. That was great. It was quite good. Nah, he was good in that, but the film itself wasn't great. It was meandering. It was too yeah. too many kind of branches that never really quite... Yeah. yeah. Like, for example, apparently he turned down 1917 oh. to do Chaos Walking. Which I haven't even heard of. So. It's not very good. Um, so I thought that was... you know, he's, he's, I don't think his choice of movies... Other Spider-Man have been particularly great, so I'm, I'm yet to be convinced yeah. as I'm like an actor picking the right film. But he is always very charismatic in the films, yeah. Um, yeah. And this definitely seems a little bit of a step up in terms of like maturity um, from the yeah. Spider-Man role. Seems a bit more grown up. Um, slightly annoyed by the waste of Banderas, um, because again, yeah. he's not in it very much, and what he is in it, he's just not doing a lot. And that's the same yeah. reason that Hitman's Bodyguard too. If you remember um, earlier on in the year. I've not still not seen that yet. He's a bad no, guy in that as well. And again, it's he's relegated to like sort of a B movie villain. You're going, it's fucking Antonio Banderas. The man yeah, has he's done better, he, he's, he's better, better than this. Yeah. You know, he deserves act, better than this. And he can act a lot. I mean, Antonio, he's fucking you know, Philadelphia stuff like that. You know he's I mean? he's, he's Zorro, for God's sake. Let him let him do more. And I feel like he's he's been given very short shrift um, in the last two sort of major Hollywood films I've seen. I know he's doing a lot of nice indie, sort of like more kind of lower budget stuff he's doing a lot, of, a lot of stuff there but yeah it feels like you know Antonio should get a lot a better deal um, enjoy- you cast him for a reason you know you're not putting Benares to film for nothing you know you're using yeah. him because he is you know, so you know let him, let him shine I mean, let yeah, shine just, yeah yep um, little bit of board of the how I ended up here openings that this one also had you know it's like it starts off with a big action scene it just sort of plays halfway yeah. through and it's like it doesn't quite do a, a record scratch but yeah. it's, it's everything but that Um I would say as well, it's aimed at a pretty young audience, you know, or basically a young girl audience, because at any point, because basically, 
<laughs> any time they can get Tom Holland to either be wet or, or semi-naked, they get him wet or semi-naked, yeah. or indeed wet and semi-naked. They get every <laughs> opportunity. Um, yeah. And it is definitely a film that's aimed at the sort of the, the, the young teen girl, the 12, 13-year-old young girl who's very much in love with Tom Holland. Basically, I put on, on my Instagram every film I'm ever, I'm ever going to go and see. And my young niece, who is 12, has never engaged with my Instagram at any point. At any, in, Until now. Until now, she asked me, <laughs> is Uncharted any good? So obviously, I know she's a little thing for Tom Holland. Um, and I'd assume you took, you went to see it with your daughter, is that correct? Yeah, I took um, I took the two young kids with me. So I Is she a Tom the, Holland fan as well, you think? She is a 14-year-old girl um, who has no interest in cinema whatsoever. And she Tom was, Holland gets right for she it. She was desperate to go and see this. Um, <laughs> I, I, I said, I'm going to take care of to see this. Do you want to come with us? She was like, yes. yes I yes. Was. And I was like, Are you, really? So yeah, she was completely and utterly yes. 100% desperate to see so, us. They know who they're aiming um, this film at. What do you think of oh, it? Yeah. I've talked a lot. Um, first thing is, yeah, I, I kind of read online a few kind of people saying, you know, it, it, it kind of besmirches the game and, you know, it kind of sullies, sullies the kind of, you know, I think there's four games now and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hold true. Um, I think from what I understand, this <laughs> is a prequel to any of the yes, events in the game. I believe so, yes. yes. So, don't be a dick. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's not trying to... It, why would you want to go and see a fucking carbon copy of a game that you've played? Do you know what I mean? Anyway. I, I think, that's a, I think people mean? were wanting sort of the fully formed Nathan Drake you get in the game when he's older. Yeah. There was bits of this film when he, he, Holland is a little bit Spider-Man at times. Yeah, yeah. But, then, but the same, yeah. I think by the time the film goes on, he does get mature as the film goes on. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, I think kind of Gamers can be quite hard on, on shit like that. I think they're trying. You can't just take a game and, and put it on a movie. It doesn't, no, it doesn't work. work. I mean, games are pretty child fucking beasts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're just you're the star of the game. You can't make you the star of the fucking movies. You know. Yes, so exactly. go ahead and take it for what it is. Um, yeah, Holland. He's definitely got a wee charm about him, hasn't he? Yes, he's, definitely, hundred percent. Up and coming. I, I agree with you. Some silly, silly choices. Maybe. Um, yeah. He's maybe passed up a few things that would have. Propelled him to, to yeah. get a bigger But then if he went and done 1917, he would, he would probably take the George McKay role, which I'm not happy about. I would, I'm quite, I would be a big fan of George McKay. Yeah, but then McKay may have took something that, you know, may have blown us out of war. You know? McKay, see, McKay yeah. could have been Spider-Man. Well, that, Jesus, that would have been good, wouldn't it? would <laughs> have been different. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with what we Banderas, yeah. I, I don't think, I think because he had so luck to do I don't think he was engaged for the film, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I get that he, feeling as well. He, he knew yeah. what he was in. It was a paycheck movie and yeah. he had no interest in being there. Not no interest in being there, but I think if they'd given him more to do, he would have brought more to it. But he, just, yeah. he was there as yeah. foreign baddie number one. Yeah, and it's a shame because I enjoyed them more in something like The Expendables Free than, yeah. than this, do you know what I mean? And that's like a movie that gives him an almost caricature role where yes. he's more yeah. engaged in, and it's because he's got more to do, which is yeah. a real shame. Um, Listen, this the from the stand- famous Spanish. Um, if you watch Hitman, Hitman's Bodyguard, <laughs> they play him as Greek, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> that's, um, the, the standout for me in this film was Sophia Ali, who I've never really yes. seen anything. Yes, thought she was excellent. And yeah, I mean, she, she's got that, you know, a face is just the camera that commands attention. You know, when she's on screen, you, you're looking at her and you, you're engaged with her completely the full time. She, for me, was a standout um, in, in the whole film. I didn't, under, I don't know if you got this, I didn't understand um, 
we call it Marky Mark. He hates us, doesn't he? He fucking hates us. He's like, boys, my name's not Marky Mark anymore. I've grown up. Like, Just, yeah, on a, back to okay, Sophia Marky. Ali. So, Sophia Ali's in Grey's Anatomy. She's a big thing in that. Um, and she was also in that Truth or Dare horror film that we saw, remember? That one wasn't very Barely good. I remember it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that's kind of her, for the sort of... Um, this seems to be definitely her coming out party. This could be her. Ra- this is her mummy for Rachel Weisz moment. This is her coming out party. Hopefully, I, I would like to see more of her. You'll remember her in years to come. Is this the film that she came? They remember her from. I hope so. Uh, what what really frustrated me was um, I don't I don't know if it was maybe just the sound in the cinema, but I struggled to understand a lot of what Mark Mark was saying. I, I've really really struggled with his dialogue. Um, he I've, did. He did sort of. He, he did grumble a bit through it, didn't he? It's yeah, a very soft I, grumble. A lot became, of lines I was like, well, I don't, I didn't catch that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? a lot. It was like, I, I don't know what, what you said. Is it relevant? Is it not? There was times the sound mix was a little bit off. Like, and it's the usual, you know, the action scenes are very, very loud and the dialogue's very, very quiet. They, they did, yeah. you know, they're doing that. So, but no, I had a bit of a, not a complete issue with that, but I can see where it come from. He was speaking quite yeah. softly at times and it wasn't yeah. fully picked up. They could yeah. do him a wee overdub of it. Um, what, what I did. What really impressed by was uh, I know it's like a total cliche action piece, but the end scene with the boats and the helicopters totally. I was like, it was oh, awesome, and this that is that was clever, man. This was good, but this is an annoying thing because I heard someone else talking about this in another podcast, and they were basically saying is that is a scene you should remember for the rest of this year of like how awesome and clever that scene was, hmm. but because we're also CGI'd out in the world right now, yeah. that scene almost just passes by as that was cool. But it yeah. should be sort of yeah. like remembered. Like, wow, it's really clever. It's really well done, and it's, I, it's. I was, I was watching it like this is fucking insane. You, you know, know like, the, like I cannot believe they're doing this, and it's like wow. Just they have come up with a genuinely interesting action set piece that is, uh-huh. you know, is very unique. But yeah. because it's all CGI, we're all just sort of like eh, it's all CGI. There's, there's, it felt like there was no real peril, and it, obviously it's a film, yeah. so there isn't any real peril. But yeah, it, it did feel like a bit like I was watching a video game, which yeah, I was about to guess. No, just the way things are now, like you're so used to sort of, yeah. it takes a lot to, to, to make you forget you're watching CGI essentially a lot of the time. Is, is that statement a compliment for a film like this? When you say that, I feel like I'm watching a video game. Would that be a compliment to this kind of movie or like Assassin's Creed or even Sonic the Hedgehog? I mean, does yeah. that become a compliment when you say that or is possibly? Do, do you know I mean? I'm not it's, sure. It's, it's I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to capture the video game vibe. I think the, I think hmm. the video game aspect of this was the title. And the main mm. characters' names, it was just sort of it was brand recognition. Mm. I think was more. I, mean, I think you had the, the the kind of maps and stuff like that. Yes. when it shows you stuff like that, you're like you know you're straight in the video and the kind of puzzle aspect. You mm. know, you get all that, but um, no, the, and the, the man, man on the beach, I, the man on the beach. That they talk to as they, as they walk out of the water, they talk to the man on the beach on a on a oh, line. On yeah. a, he is the voice right. of the real Nathan Drake. Ah, right. Okay, so they've got the wee cameos. We cameo there if you know who you're looking but, for. Um, I, I thought. Me personally, I thought the boat scene was was amazing. I was totally like, you know, this is insane. I can't believe they're doing this. And, yeah. and you know, I was just totally like almost breathless. Um also as well, um, oh, um, I seen it in 4DX as well. Oh, this I've never been to 4DX. How was it in 4DX? Oh, um distracting. You yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> now, people don't know 4DX essentially you watch a film, but you're in a seat that moves and it also sprays water on you, sprays air yeah. on you and vibrates and everything. So you you but feel what the gone. movie feels. You know, it's got these, the, the, there's wee sensors in the back, I see that punch you in the back every time, you know, there's a fight, you know, so you're getting, you know, you're trying to watch a film and you're like, fucking leave me alone, Chief, yep. you know, <laughs> like, I can, you just assault no, you. I don't want to watch this, um, I don't watch any film it, it, like that. 
it really brings to life things like you know like when there's gunshots that you know you see like kind of lightning flashes at the side and stuff like that stuff like that really and stuff like that yeah, yeah, you know, you kind of when there's fires, you, you get mm. a reset of smoke, and the water sprays are quite, you know, kind of oh, that, that, yeah. that's fun. Do you know what I mean? But there, there are times, um, if it's a particularly, um, you know, fast movie like this one, mm. and you know, and you, you do get a bit kind of tired of getting beaten up. Do you know what I mean, at times, I mean, like if you watch, um, imagine watching Mad Max through your road and Ford DX, man, you'd be absolutely geez. dead by the end of it. You would come out covered in bruises. <laughs> um, the, the, the wee boy, he's he's eleven, um, and he he loved the film and the Ford DX. I think heightened it for him, right, okay. even, even more. So he came out, you know, on walking in air. He he adored it bits. Um, the girl, usually when we take Kira to film, she's a 14-year-old girl, you know, she'll, she'll disappear to the bathroom with her phone four or five times during the film. Yes. Um, you know, because she's bored and wants to go and talk to her pals. Yeah. She never moved for her seat once. There you um, go, that tells you something. So, yeah, I think it tells you Tom Holland's, um, um, you know... The man's quite, got a quite the, sex, quite, quite, quite the sex symbol, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, for me, I think I probably enjoyed it more because the kids enjoyed it. And, yes. Do you know what I mean? And we were on it's a, a family film. It's as, a family movie. As well, movie. yeah, yeah. And we've, we've, we've kind of been that before where you came to see Dora and we were there. And yeah. And who you're with sometimes makes the film... Agreed, You know, yes. a- amplified. And, and I think that was the case for this one for me as well. I think just with the kids being there and enjoying it so much that I uh, was into it. But no, the, that, that boat scene, if, if nothing else, I would, I would you know, give that a solid 6 out of 10 on its own. No, enjoy, the boat scene was excellent. What you can give the film out of 10 overall? Seven. Solid 7 out of 10, I think. I'm a little bit less, and I'll go with 6 out of 10. But still, thoroughly enjoyable, two hours of fun yeah. in the cinema. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Go see it, have fun. On from that, we move on to the, <laughs> the other film in the cinemas now, which is if, if Uncharted is aiming at the um, the young lady audience, um, this film definitely is aiming at your granny. Um, oh. <laughs> essentially, it's aiming at the older audience, I would say. Um, Absolutely. So definitely, obviously, the Agatha Christie book. Um, this is this one. This is the second time it's been adapted. Sorry, it's the second film, Magnus Christie, that's been adapted by Kenneth Branagh. He's directing this film. Um, obviously, Kenneth Branagh's done films now such as Belfast, Thor, and he did the first of the Agatha Christie films, which was Mother on the Orient Express, Mother. yeah, a yeah, few years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh was nominated for an Oscar recently for um, Belfast. Do you know Kenneth Branagh's been nominated in seven different Oscar categories in his career? No, so they've been Best Actor. Best Actor's one. Director. Director. Ooh. Okay, six are very obvious. There's one you will not get. Producer. That's best know. movie, yeah. Okay. Um, screenplay. Screenplay is one, yeah. He, he, he writes them, doesn't he? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Five. Oh, oh check me out. Um, oh, oh, it wouldn't be cinematography. Um, no. oh, come on, Cole, think. Think, 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 think. Cost- costumes wouldn't be him. No, that's it? fucking ridiculous, no. Yeah, you've, got, you've got actors, so what, what, what other acting award can you possibly get? Support and actor. Right, so that's six. Right, six. So what would be the last one for Kenneth Branagh? It's not music, is it? He's, he's not, no, that'd be amazing if Kenneth rocked out a song. I'm just thinking that I didn't do music at all. Um, oh, I, don't, I don't know, what's, what's the other one? Live action short. Really? For yeah, he, he must, have, must have done it in his early career to get nominated for a live action short. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Mm. Um, that is the next one. That's that's one of one you points in a couple because if you get that Definitely, one, if you get all I'll, seven, I'll, six I'll, are obvious, you know, writing, directing, yeah, acting, yeah. screenplay. You got the yeah. adapted screenplay Oscar for Hamlet, because he adapted one word in Shakespeare. And that got an adapted I mean, screenplay nomination. 
Wow. I could fucking um, do that. I, I could do that's, that. But that's pretty clever, though, isn't that's it? Pretty that's pretty well. smart. That's fucking smart. That's fucking dumb. It's that's like, fucking you smart. Don't, he, 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 has he won Oscars? No. He has? No. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. Kenneth Branagh, he's doing well. Um, yeah. The plot of this one is the um, Poirot is on holiday in Egypt. And while in Egypt, he ingratiates himself with a wedding party who invite him on board, the sh- uh, on board a, a boat because a couple are getting married, but they have fears of... Um, an ex-lover is wanting yeah. to ruin the situation and possibly do harm to the um, to the bride. Um, as it turns out, something bad does happen on the boat, and Poirot has to go about investigating the who done it, why they done it, and how they done it. Um, as the body begins to pile up on the film, yes, there um, is a death on the Nile. Um, there's there's many deaths on the Nile, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, in your film, you get Kenneth Branagh playing the, um, the detective, Poirot. Poirot. And you got Letitia Wright popping up in it as well. Emma McKee, or Mackay. It's McKee, M-A-C-K-E-Y. McKee, yeah. She's actually French, you know that? No, I didn't know. No, she's like French-English, so she's got a French mum, but she's got, she got a double-barreled name. She goes by, I can't remember what the second part of her name is, but she only goes by the English part, but she's English-French. And you also got, amazingly, Russell Brand, who I didn't recognise for most of the film. Right, just before we carry on, right, and I'm, I, I don't want to offend anyone, right, mm. but, but this, did they black up Russell Bland? I don't think so. No. I think well tanned. I, 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 I seen him when I was like, honestly, that my instant reaction was like, fuck me, they have blacked up Russell Bland. I don't um, think they have. Um, also, okay, you've, right. got, <laughs> you've got Army Hammer popping up in it, and a lot more in the film there's in the trailer, for damn sure. We'll talk about this. Yes. We'll uh, touch on this. You've got also Gal Gadot, or Gadot, mm-hmm. uh, pops up in it as well. Um, you have Rose Leslie, Annette Benning, who I forgot was around. Mm. I mean, I love Annette Benning, but she hadn't really been in a lot of stuff recently. It's nice no, to see her come up and stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. And um, you forget how good she is until you see her. Yeah. And you go, she's Annette Benning, that's why. She's a woman, she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's, she yeah. is the woman who tamed, who's she married to now? Oh, I don't know, but she's a woman that tamed Warren Beatty, wasn't she? She's married to Warren Beatty. She's a man who tamed yeah. and married Warren Beatty, which yeah, is impressive was in like, itself. Oh, it was great as womanizer. Jesus I mean, Christ. I'm not shooting tell you, I wasn't in a, in a relationship with Warren Beatty at one point. You know, the man you just played a furrow. He could be his child. I, I could, could be his child. I could have been his lover at one point. I have no clue. <laughs> Warren Beatty is like the modern equivalent of Genghis Khan. And it's like, we're all one, we're all one tenth Warren Beatty somewhere. You know? It'll be a new Bible in like a thousand years. It'll be Warren Beatty. Uh, that's the opening page of the, the new Bible is oh. Warren Beatty on the first day there was Warren. You get a chance, have a look on Wikipedia. There's a Wikipedia entry for um, Warren Beatty's relationships and lovers. It is extensive. Oh. It goes for a lot. Of... Uh, a lot of pages. It is, <laughs> it is a long read. Warren Beatty has been around. Anyway, and also, which actually bring a lot of joy to me to see them in a film together was French and Saunders. Don French mm-hmm. and Jennifer Saunders pop up in it as well. That was a um, that was a treat. Other treat. Um, yeah. So I started the first time. What do you think of this one? Oh, um, going with me, are we? Right, yes. Boy. First one, Modern Orient Express, was about three years ago. Johnny Depp stuff like that. Um, I really, really enjoyed that one. I thought the pacing was spot on. Um, yep. Storytelling was great, and the cast was was excellent. Um, really kind of t- tight. It was pretty much set on a train. This it's in, one, quite in, in closed space, you know, it's very much in closed yeah, space in this one. Yeah. This one's a bit more expansive. That, yeah, so this one kind of starts out, um, you know, backflash into the World War One, where, you know, we, we kind of see a bit more of Hercule's backstory, <coughs> which I believe is you not need. anything to do with Christie. This is additional. So she'd never mentioned this in any of her books. We did all. not need an origin story for the moustache. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, the moustache was what it was. I mean, it's like yeah. a thing of beauty. Um, the pace in this one was off. It was slow. Um, it was it slow. took an hour before anything kind of really happened. Maybe an hour. It took an hour before, the, first, it took an hour before, before the, the death happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which um, was surprising. And again, yeah. And again, the first hour, it's like kind of, you know, it's set in Egypt. It's open spaces. And I think the first one, the magic was that it's all in a train. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you're stuck in this train. So everything that harms, it's clever camera angles, you know, um, clever perspective, stuff like that. Mm. With this one, it, it never quite had that, which which was a shame. Um, which is odd because it's the same director, Branner, that's yeah. done both of them. Um, so I don't know if it's a conscious choice he's done, you know, to, you know, I want to broaden out and I don't want to be stuck in a single location. I mean, we're saying broadening out in inverted commas because this film was shot a lot on green screen. Oh, the, the, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess you're trying to, when was this? This is 1936, it was said. Yes. So I guess Egypt probably doesn't look quite the same. No, it doesn't look the same, same, same as that, anymore. but there's a, even like on the boat and stuff, it's not like on, a, it's not like on like a river somewhere and just sort of film in the background. It's literally, it's a green screen for most of the film, yeah, I think. It's yeah, very but it much. Does look, but it does look gorgeous, though. Um, it does, when you see it wide, it does look very pretty. There's some dodgy composite shots when they put it all together but for the most part I think it just about managed to pull it off yeah yeah it, look, it looks you know you just you get a feel like you're in the desert you know you can yeah. feel the heat and the warmth yeah. and the orange you, you kind of get all that from mm-hmm. it um so yeah I thought the pacing was a wee bit off um I would have liked things have happened a wee bit sooner um yeah than, than they did um performance wise let me see Godot and Hammer I didn't think were particularly fantastic. I have no time for Gal Godot as a an actress. No, I don't. I don't, I don't know if somebody's if suddenly agreed that she's a new Audrey Hepburn um, or the new uh, Elizabeth Taylor because that's where the next couple of roles are. Obviously, this one and she's doing Cleopatra, Cleopatra yeah. and you're going. Yeah, yeah. She's not got any charisma at all. She's no. she's a very wet blanket. You know, she she I looks mean, gorgeous. She, but, exactly. Yeah. You know, you put a camera and you know she she looks. You know, she has a beautiful, beautiful woman, but yeah, mm. I'm the same as you, dude. I've yet, other than a role in Wonder Woman, I've, I've but even then, when she tries to act Wonder Woman, I'm not, I like her as a look Wonder Woman. She has a stature yeah. and she has a poise, mm-hmm. but anything that involves, you know, acting yeah. at times yeah. just seems it's, um, it's it's a bit like the Hemsworth syndrome, isn't it? He's four, take him out of that role, and mm, there's a little bit of lacking what, yeah. one or two wee hits, but nothing, you know, ah, he doesn't give in. So, Hammer as well, I don't think. I, I mean, bear in mind, this film was shot and made before the whole fucking cannibal thing. Hammer. Yeah, so before all that, you know, so the, the man's given, you know, he, he's all and everyone mm. about him is unaware that he's a cannibal and wants to eat them, so they're quite happy to engage with him. Um, but I, I don't know, I, I've seen Hammer act and he, he can put in a good performance. Um, you know, he, 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 he can, you know, fucking pull your heartstrings and, you know, kind of get you. And in this, he just didn't seem engaged. Um, Russell Brand, surprisingly, was really good. I don't like Russell Didn't Brand. have much to do in it, but what he did have to do, I thought, was yeah. well done. You know, that's what I would but say I, most of the people who were in it. I do think I do think he's blacked up, dude. No, he hasn't. Um, um, I would say that most of the cast, actually, I think most of the cast didn't have, didn't have much to do in it because it is very much the Hercule Poirot show. Um, yeah. But yeah. they also, the trying folks about on Gal Gadot for a big part and Army Hammer, yeah. they don't really that much but you they didn't really convince me in much of it yeah, um, yeah. the only person who gets maybe a sizable amount of screen time was Emma McKay McKay she, McKay, she was brilliant she yeah, was I've excellent I've never seen her in anything and I was 
Sex education. Ev- she's, in, she's excellent. Every that. single time she was on, I was like, who is she? I, I need to know more about her. You know, what, where have I seen her? And I just, as soon as it was finished, my first IMDU was not anything but who is she? And I was convinced, I, though, it wasn't... Because Jill went, is that Margot Robbie? When it's not Margot Robbie, I think it's a girl from Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. But it's not. it's not as well, not. Yeah, But the three yeah. could play sisters. Yeah, she she's brilliant. Um, she's she's just completely amazing. Let's say for an unknown, or I guess she's not known to everyone, but to yeah. me, for an unknown, I was completely like, smitten by her for a start um, mm. and, and just blown away by her performance. Like, wow, yeah. who, who, where did you come from? Do you know what yeah, I mean? and, and then like, equally, Annette Benning doesn't get any real time to do anything, but when she does it, you're like, holy shit, it's Annette Benning doing fucking great things because she's Annette Benning. There's a gravitas to her, isn't there? When yes. she does act, you know, it, it's like watching somebody, I, I guess, like Paul Newman or Warren Beatty act. You know what I mean, there's uh-huh. just that. It's just like they don't need to warm up into a role. Don't need to sort of yeah. have a run into it. They can just turn up on. They can turn up in a, in a screen, walk a, a screen, walk through the door, and they just instantly have something about them, and that's what they're, they're, got it. they're just they're the character, and that's it. Um, and French and Saunders, as you touched on, um, they, they were delightful. Were they? They, mm. they were really how good. Her accent was good as well, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, so Don Fred, uh, sorry, Saunders, Jennifer Saunders, done the American accent. Yes, um, and. I, I, when she I first was at me, I was like, "Fuck me, she's American." American's good. <laughs> yeah, I thought Rose no, Leslie no, was good as well. She played like sort of the the blues singer. I thought she was very good as well. She was the well. blues singer. Yeah. Who was terrible was um, the maid, the girl that was in John Snow. Yeah. No, no, John Snow. Oh, the the French maid. She was dreadful. My God. She didn't have much to do, and she didn't have much. Really can't act. I've seen her a few things in TV Spare, and I've always like I kind of cringe. I'm like, yeah, you're. Not appealing to me at all. Yeah, Letitia Wright had one major scene which I really liked her in. Um, they sort of like kind of I really, I really dug that. Um, but yeah, overall, what, what do you think of it? Because you've not really said what, what was your overall impression of it. I, 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 I did enjoy it, but what what can I don't know if maybe I'm stupid, right? Um, and maybe you can answer this, but I tend to find with these kind of films is you know <laughs> the, de- the the deaths happen, and it'll be things like you know the, the gun. Or you know the rock or the murder weapon is found, and there's like a you know a, a blouse or a shirt or whatever with it, and at the end it's like this big unreveal that it's like unrelated to anything. There's no way you could ever can come to those conclusions yourself. It's like you know it, they, they could say anything to, to tie it up at the end. And you're like okay, because well, like, nothing. Do, do, like do, do you know what I mean? I'm a, the feeling I have about Ag- Agatha Christie, I've, I've read some of her books, I've seen some of the films, I've seen some of the TV shows, is that people uh, admit guilt weight on very slim evidence. Yeah. You know, they, 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 feel, they, they feel caught out on the most minor of things. Because, like, maybe the guy it's did nothing. do it or the girl did do it, but they, um, they admit guilt very quickly and very easily. So that's obviously a bit of a, yeah. a, bit of a thing. But it's just like all these wee clues, do you know what I mean? It's like, but during the movie, they, they weren't. Clues, there was no hint that I was, you know, able was to it, yeah. anything. You know, it's like you've just thrown all this shit together because you know you knew it made sense, but it's that's it's like Nolan. That's a genius of Poirot, he can see what you don't see. He, he's mm. a, yeah. I, did, I did like that. I mean, the, the reviews are always fun, you know, when yeah. he's going into full fledged Poirot, you know, and he's yes. just good. He's, he's very good at that. Um, and despite what people have been saying about his accent, I quite enjoyed it. Um, enjoy, like, I'm the same. I enjoy Branagh. Hands, hands up. Yes. I think that's the big thing. I, mean, I enjoy Branagh in this role and I enjoy these films because they are ultimately quite harmless. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a sense that are a little bit of the past. You know, when you watch things like Knives Out recently, this feels like a bit of a, like, you know, this feels like it's, you know, from from 15, 20 years ago, which (laughs) might annoy some, but I found it quite charming in that that respect. Yeah, absolutely. no, I, I didn't have a bad time watching it. Do you know what I mean? I right. had fun watching it. Um, right, so a lot of the scene, it was, can we talk about, let, let's go with the controversies. Let's get these out of the way. Right, so okay. Army Hammer. Um, so, yeah, you watch the trailer and Army Hammer's not in a fucking single trailer for this film. No. <laughs> but as you rightly said, though, in the film, he's heavy, heavily, heavily featured. Um uh, right, me, me and Lorraine were talking about this the, the other night. Um, and so, so what, what exactly has Hammer done, right? So he's, I'm not entirely he, sure. Um, I, said, I just know. I, I think he said, you know, I want to eat people. And I'm like, nah. you know, should, I, should you be bastardized for that? You know, what I, mean? I don't know if he'd been in sort of, he sort of like was in a bit of a gaslighting, controlling relationship with like sort of assistants yeah, and stuff. That'd I be think quite there maybe some, them, some too stuff. But I yeah. think what I think is maybe a bit sad is like the whole cannibal stuff, which is completely <laughs> fucking dismissible nonsense. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Um, has overshadowed any potential Me Too stuff. Um, yes, which that's true. is really, really, really sad. Um, the, the other one as well that I think played this movie is Letitia Wright. Um, because like she... No, oh, she's an anti-vaxxer now, isn't she, or something? Yeah. She's, she's been saying a lot of silly stuff online about yeah, um, vaccinations and stuff like that. Yeah, um, to be fair, I'm... A lot like, of backlash. To be honest, people can get the politics with that you know, they can they can choose or not to, to watch or watch if they want to. I wouldn't have known that about Letitia Wright until someone told me. I, I don't follow Letitia, mm. I don't actually pay much attention to Letitia Wright generally. So yeah. that didn't detract from a performance for me, you know, and, and maybe, you know, so... I, it I really doesn't don't detract from the performance, but I think it... I, I guess it's known the person that is performing, I guess that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and I, I knew about the, the, the kind of stuff she'd said before I'd seen the movie, um, I didn't... And then we'll still watch a Mel Gibson film. I know, I I, I know. Um, I'll, I'll watch Black Panther two when it comes yeah. out. You know, what I mean, without and hesitation. You're, and then... You'll still listen to music by the Who, even though yeah. some dodgy Don't... stuff there. You know. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just it's just nuts, man. How you know a film can just get so fucking. Yeah. Uh, what What's really surprising for me is the fact that this is up for Oscars. Um, no, it's not. Now, it's up for. Costume, maybe costume and something else. Was Hair, I'm production sure. design. I'm just surprised that, that it was up for any at all. Costume, I can kind of see a little bit. It's what mm-hmm. Hollywood likes that kind of like period drama. So I can, and everyone did look mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous in it. Um, yeah. you know, except everyone in that set looked entirely fuckable, you know, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what they're going for. But in light of what's happened with those two two actors, actresses we've mentioned, I'm, I'm surprised that it, it made it that far up. The Hollywood ladder to Dude, they gave Bohemian Raps the Oscars, and the director of that was, you know, doing some horrendous shit. So yeah, Hollywood yeah, doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, singer, yeah, there's, yes. I guess there's names we can throw about that, that's yes. fucking horrible. Um, I'm the same sorry, as you this film. I'm the same as you this film. I enjoyed it. I mostly enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was mm. a sweet retelling of the story. Um, it did at times fall into a bit kind of BBC drama esque, you know, yeah. sort of like Bank Holiday. A bank holiday special that be you know um, mm-hmm. one of those kind of movies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, particularly when French and Saunders turn up, I mean, it felt that felt like a real kick to the, the, the BBC. <laughs> Not in a bad way. Just you, you associate them with that kind yeah, of stuff. good. Yeah, um, quality BBC. Yeah, yeah. Not it's very inoffensive. It's and it's enjoyable for what it was. Um, I enjoy his portrayal of Poirot. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And yes, there is better examples of the, the whodunit genre out now, but for what it was, I thought it was quite a sweet, well-done film and um, it entertained me for the two hours it was on. Yeah. Yeah, it died. It, it, <coughs> the first hour, you were kind of like, hurry up, hurry up, so you know, somebody die. But you know, the last 45 minutes, you, it is pretty breathless. Is that <laughs> you know, it does. Um, it just moves and moves and moves until that final reveal. And you're like, fucking hell, you know, let, let me, you know, let my brain catch up with you, you know, let me, let me absorb some of this. And so, yeah, yeah, as much as I'm saying it was slow to start, it, it was. <laughs> you know, it, it, it didn't labour at the end at all. Anyway. Out of 10, what are you giving it? Oh, um, six and a half. I'm the same-ish. I'll give it oh. a six. Six, yeah. It's very, it's very six out of ten week um, for me this week, because that's what we'll get with the next yeah. film, which is... um, um <laughs> It's definitely, as you said, this is one that if I was lying on the couch in, in a weekend and I was flicking through channels and it was on, I would sit and watch it quite happily. And, it know, is a very like, it, an exceptional, like I said, Sunday or even a Monday bank holiday vibes. I had that, Absolutely. like you know, that'll get shown at Christmas time in a couple of years time, and all the grannies will love it on a on a Boxing Day. Yeah, and I'll watch it as well. I'll watch it as well because I'm, yeah. I'm open <laughs> as well. Um, last film of the week, you have not seen it, but I did go and see it because I am a professional at this con, and that is a film called <laughs> um, called Marry Me, um, directed by Kat Quarrow, um, who's done a few films in the past, one called A Case of You and While We Were Here, but I think she's better known as a sort of a director of TV, she's done a lot of like, um, all the big kind of comedy stuff on television, so she's sort of now this is definitely a step up for her in terms of um, movies, she's done a lot of music videos, particularly by her lead actress in this film, um, so it's based on a graphic novel, which I did not know until well. I was seeing the credits, so I did not know this, so graphic novel people are not all superheroes in tights there is other stories you're told in graphic novels definitely. oh yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. it is a medium in which you tell a story it's not specific to yeah, it's thing. not men in tights, you know, like from hell stuff like that, there's from hell, actual violence yeah, mouths yeah. recently, mm-hmm. obviously there's a yeah. whole Pulitzer Prize winning thing which has been banned recently, but there's other stories other than, than it's just a way to tell a story, and there's nothing wrong with well, telling a story well said, sir, well yeah. said, applause the plot of this one is um, there is a massive singer um, and her boyfriend are going to do a massive concert in New York and during the concert they're going to sing a song called Marry Me and then they're going to get married live on stage and everybody's going to go mental. It is the social media social media world and that's what everyone wants to see. Yeah. Literally just before she goes on stage she finds out that her husband or husband-to-be has been cheating on her. So she goes on stage a broken woman and doesn't go through with the marriage but basically there's a man in the crowd holding a sign for her song, which says "Marry Me," not even his sign. It was, it was passed to him by another person, and she basically says, "I'll marry you." So they get married on stage instead. So it's a complete nobody. So you're getting a very Notting Hill, you know, vibes oh, to it a little bit. You yeah, know, almost yeah. almost pretty women esque in many ways. You're coming plucked from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they then realise this is a completely stupid idea. They just, you know, there's no and everyone who's talked to me, all the press are going. This is a completely mad idea. Don't know this person why you get married. So they agreed to try it out for a couple of months and see what happens. And lo and behold, love blossoms throughout the film. As, as it should. As it Always. should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's basically the film. So in the film, the lead actress, the lead sort of the singer is Jennifer Lopez. Um, the boy she falls in love with is the ever-charming Owen Wilson. Um, you also got a guy called Maluma in it, who I don't know if he's a rapper or an actor, but he's in it and apparently he's well-known. Um, John Bradley from <laughs> Game of Thrones. Um, and also from Game of Thrones, I have no idea. He's in Moonfall, so I don't know who he is in whoever he is in Moonfall. Oh, right, okay, he's a scientist in Moonfall. He's yeah, uh, so... Sam, Sam, Sam okay. I don't know the names of people in Game of Thrones. Oh, and <laughs> John Snow, John Snow, but right, John Snow is the sad looking one, isn't he? K- 
Kit Harrington, yeah. Kit, yes. Kit is my not. Cersei, I know Cersei. Um, I think... Um, <laughs> I know, I know names, but I couldn't point to the actor who plays them. I just know there's names, you know, <laughs> of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also Sarah Silverman pops up in it as well. So this is probably one of the most harmless and uncontroversial rom-coms you could probably find because essentially nothing really happens. There's no real great um, problem for them. You know, this the, the thing happens on stage and then you sort of like, you sort of get to know each other. There's no sort of like <coughs> the ex-husband boyfriend kind of hangs a little bit, but he's never really he's not yeah. really on the scene that much. There's a wee bit. He's not the a end. threat, yeah. He's not a threat. He's sort of like <laughs> he's doing his own thing, and there's a wee moment, but other than that, is nothing. So essentially, all you're doing is watching these two people just learning about each other. She's learning about the world that he lives in, which is sort of he's very much the perfect teacher. He's loved by his students. All his friends love him. He's got a he's got a young daughter who is divorced from the wife, but. They're very much still amicable. So he is obviously we, we don't it's like, we don't work with a couple, but we still very much like each other. We're all you're still a good person. He donates mm. to charities. He does all. He, he only agrees to, to go along with it because she will donate to his school and all that kind of stuff. So he's very much the proper upstanding gentleman, as we all know Owen Wilson would be. Of course, um, he is. of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he gets a little glimpse into this other world that, that she's involved in. It's all like social media and like paid points. Everything she does is sponsored. You know. Doesn't do anything without mm. getting, you know, advertising revenue stuff like that. So he's this whole world he kind of doesn't really like, but he's sort of learning about it. Um, and you've also got like a couple basically scenes of this him walking around and sitting in rooms just talking and learning about each other. So it has that sort of remember the Richard Linklater series, the before, after, and something sunset. It's like before sunrise, after oh, sunrise. Yeah, 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 Philadelphia. And, yes, um, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's almost got that kind of vibe to it of these people just want to know about each other. So it's not really a rom-com because it's not like Notting Hill or Four Ed Funeral where there's like sort of someone's trying to get between the couple or there's another option for them. They just they, they seem quite be- yeah. involved with each other. And it's kept alive. It's not a bad script, but it's probably, it's trying to say more than, I think it wants to say more than it actually does. But you've got Jennifer Lopez, who I know she has made some questionable movies in the past, but Jeff Lopez can act. Oh yeah, she's out of sight and stuff like that. Out of sight, Hustlers recently, movies. which surprised me even. She's done Hustlers, got all the massive push for Hustlers, was up for possibly up for an Oscar nearly at one point. Mm. Mm. And I feel like she's probably going back to the rom com genre, but I get it because this is not really a rom com. So I get yeah. why she's it's sort of she's almost poking fun at herself a lot of times. Like, like the thing I had like had like four marriages and one was only for forty eight hours and like so that she's kind of taking a piss out herself a little bit. Yeah. Um, and also you've got Owen Wilson, who is quite possibly oh, the most charming man in the world. Um, and you, <laughs> lovely, you always pine for him. You always you want to see him be happy. Yeah, so, totally. Yes, like the, the world's greatest underdog, isn't he? Ah, oh, he's like the ultimate little puppy. So <laughs> the two people who you kind of, you root for, even though nothing's really happening, you still kind of want to see them be happy. And that's yeah. the sense of, so it's, <clears throat> it's hard to describe because like, there is a story in it of them getting to each other, but it's not, there's, like, there's no great epic overarching thing that happens in it. Mm. It's just sort of, it's very much a, a sort of slice of momentary life. It sounds, it sounds very sweet. No, it mean, is, that's it, what I say, it's it very, sounds, very sweet. Yeah. Um, it also sounds like something you weren't expecting. I was, I was expecting more of a, just your, your love actually, your Fawaz and Fear, your Notting Hill-esque rom-com. That's what I was 100% what I was going to expecting. And uh-huh. I got something that I'm not entirely against, to be honest. I actually, mm-hmm. I actually quite enjoyed what that, what that was. Um, and maybe because I was like sort of, I'm not against, I'm not against a rom-com. I like a rom-com if it's done well. If it's a good mm-hmm. rom-com, will always appeal to me. 
Yeah. But a lot of rom-coms, a bit like action films, if they're done badly, they're just kind of generic and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this wasn't a rom-com, therefore I sort of was surprised by what it actually was. So mm. I think it'll be marketed as a rom-com based on the characters, based on the title. Is maybe they could change the title possibly. That might have made it yeah, less I rom-com-y so. feeling. Yeah. But no, it's very sweet. And I liked it a lot more than I thought we were gonna like it. It's 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 got a lot of charm and love to it. But um, how yeah. are they? Are, are they believable as a couple? Yes, because of Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. That's why they, yeah. the, the, the entire film rests on how much of a charm they do have together, and how much you how much you root for them. And you kind of do because it's Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. I really want to see this now. You're a yeah. dick, man. <laughs> it could easily done. Choice. It could easily been done with um, Lopez and Affleck, mm-hmm. but the shadow of Gilly extends yeah. long. Oh yeah, that's never going to go away. Um, yeah. So I, did, I had a choice between going to see this or Poirot, and I'm kind of pushing now that I'm going to see this. You're a mm. <laughs> Listen, it's, no, I, I think it's very enjoyable. I, I liked it. I liked it more. I liked it more than I thought would like it. Yeah, which is always nice. I, I always love that when you go into a movie <clears throat> with expectations that are totally just blown out of water. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? And that, it's always impresses me that a film can do that. Do you know what I mean? I'll go in with a mindset and it's like, nah, there you go. No, you give me something different. And it was it had a lot of charm, a lot of love, and like I said, a lot of sweetness to it. Um, and it's not it's maybe about 20 minutes too long, possibly. I think it's I think it comes out like an hour yeah. and fifty. It probably even cut down about 20 minutes, 25 minutes, but for what it was, a very sweet way to spend an evening. Cool. I'm going to try and see this next week. Yes. Year, if I'm not murdering some poor person. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll try and, yeah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I'd really, really want to see it because I did want to see it. And I was like, because we've had storms in Scotland and stuff, so I was kind of limited to my, my cinema out this week. And I was like, you know, do I want to see this or something else? And I went to see Parallel. And now I'm like, listening to you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I feel like I've missed out. So, so um, I've got Day Soul, six out of 10. Cool. Yeah, that's not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Six out of ten week. I will, I, if I'm not in duty next week, I'll try and I'll try and do it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's us for this week. Next week is a very, very, very quiet week. Ooh. There is one film out of note next week that's actually out in major cinemas, and that is a film called Dog, starring Marky Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg, guess, not Mark Wahlberg. Guess um, guess Channing Tatum. Channing, guess you're going to see that tomorrow. You're going to see it tomorrow. Me, yeah. Um, <laughs> everything else that we've talked about in the last like two weeks is still out in the cinema. So Jackass is still out. Everything else is still out as well. So I might go and try and find, finally see Jackass. Um, also out this week, but it's not on cinema. It's in the um, Netflix. Is the newest incarnation of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. God, another one. What was the last one? The last one I watched a few years ago, and it was the origin story of there. No, I think th- I think this is doing a bit of a Halloween. It's sort of almost ignoring the sequels and just sort of being a, a oh. true thirty years whatever later from the original. They need to stop this shit seriously. I, I think you won't like it. I'm going to watch it. And you should watch it too. I mean, you know me, I'm a horror buff. I probably I'll watch. Well, without, we'll watch it together, I guess. I'm sure and see what happens with it. Yes, Sad. <laughs> yes. Uh, so tell me, tell me where to find us. You can find us on uh, the number three beers in the movie. We're on <gasps> Gmail, Instagram, Hotmail, and Twitter. Um, so look us up and, and have a wee chat with us. Um, you know, would you consider cannibalism? I don't know. I'd, I guess I would. You know, given the right circumstances, I'd, I'd maybe eat myself first. But you know, I'm not averse to about cannibalism. No, that's what I'm saying. Tastes like chicken, yeah, well, my Hollywood career's now bust, but you know, that's yeah. a different story. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and we've been Three Beers in a Movie.